I love you guys. What an awesome morning of worship. We appreciate the worship team and Zach and everybody this morning. Love you guys. Thank y'all. Love you, Bobby and Sandra. Glad y'all are back. We're all ready for Chad and Sharon to get back. We miss them and chomping at the bit to hear what we're fixing to get to receive. <laughs> so that's awesome. If y'all don't mind, I just want to pray real fast before I, before I start. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that you would speak. And I just thank you that it wouldn't be me or my thoughts or what I think, but it would be only you. And we invite the Holy Spirit to just stay here with us. And Jesus, just fill us. Father God, love on us. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Well, thanks everybody for um, letting me share my heart this morning. And I'm going to... trying my best to hear the Lord and how to start it and what I feel like God's been stirring in me. It's been funny how God's been kind of working with me lately. It's, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but it's like a word. There's a word that sticks out to me. Does that make sense? And then it just begins to just stir in my spirit. So I was reading Matthew 8 at the beginning of the week. I was reading from Matthew 1, and I got... I got into chapter 8, and it was something that hit me last week when I was reading out of John 15 and the abiding, and the word clean kept stirring in me, and it just hit me strong. I just, I just knew I needed to hang out with, with that and see what he was trying to show me. So as you know, in Matthew 5, it's they go to the mountain. Jesus is instructing the disciples, and they go through, and you get, get into from 5 to 7, and there's a, a lot of instruction on discipleship and things to live. And then, and then they're coming off the mountain, and, then, and they start in this first chapter of 8. And this man with leprosy comes. And he has to be clean. And so as I start reading this, the, this cleanness starts stirring in me. In me. Where is my heart? Is it clean? Am I really clean? Let's, let's put the fake facade away. And God expose my heart. Where, where am I really? So this just began to stir in me this week. And then leprosy. So I began to kind of just think about leprosy all week, about what it is then, what it is today. You know, what, what does leprosy do? You know, other than, I didn't really know other than they're supposed to stay away from everybody. <laughs> you know, it was a skin issue. And, and so uh, as the Lord started 
just started showing me some things. This is what I feel like God's impressing me to share this morning. <clears throat> Beware of the leprosy that would want to attach itself to you, number one. And beware of how it affects, when it affects, okay, when, it, when something affects, we all know this, something affects one piece of the body, what happens? And we allow, and we, and we partake of that. So if we partake of Jesus, it's an explosive of good. But if we partake of a sickness that the enemy wants to put on us, what happens? Right. So it becomes like a cancer that tries to go and, and have havoc on the body, right? Which destroying the body. And so there's some different angles I, the Lord has kind of shown me in this, but... Uh, but one thing the Lord was just showing me is beware of things that want to come in. So what can be leprosy in my life? Begin to ask that question. It can be many different things. But I think one of the biggest issues that where leprosy can come in is offense. Whether it's in a marriage, uh, a family, children, or the family, the body of Christ. So what is the enemy's ultimate goal is to destroy us, correct? In order to destroy an army, that he does what? Singles out one. So as I began to kind of study this and, and examine my heart, this is where I feel like the Lord's want me to share it this morning. Let's examine our hearts where we are fully. Lord, open my heart. That song, that the old worship song, that said, how did it go? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Like, I've always loved that since I was young. Like, I would always just sing that. Well, I didn't really know what I was singing. <laughs> Man, when I started asking God to show me my heart, I think it was a year ago, two years ago, something like that. I was talking to Chad one day on the phone, and I said, uh, Man, I'm really disappointed in myself. I said, I... All I'm seeing is black in my heart right now. And he's like, well, you see it. Now you can deal with it. And that was an encouraging thing. Because when you can't see something, it's like anything. When you have a problem, you have to know where the issue of the problem is, right, to fix it. And so then the God began me on this journey of staying in a place. You know, y'all have heard me talk about it a lot because it's just passionate for me. Staying in a place of of passion, staying in a place of um, repentance, uh, staying in that place so I can keep moving forward because I don't want to get stuck in my head. And, and all these things, like we said last week, of embracing our season of, of things God's setting up. What, he, what God's doing is healing a family, healing a body so we can be whole to to impact generations. But what the enemy wants to do is he wants to get us focused on Tyler. So if I can get focused on me, even in a good way, you know, like what I mean in a good way is, man, God, I want to be everything you called me to be. Help, help me, show me. And I get so focused on me that, that I go downhill. Does that make sense? I want to examine my heart so he can heal me so that I can be beneficial to him. Does that make sense? So that I, I want to be in, so in love with Jesus 
that I can impact generations. That, that when, so this is the other angle I want to go, that when I encounter leprosy, as Jesus did, leprosy was whole because of the encounter with Jesus. Jesus wasn't affected by the leprosy. Does that make sense? So I want to be, I want to be so much as Jesus is that, that that sickness or that thing that is maybe assigned to come in and try to try to come against me to affect my family or my community, that it stops when it encounters me and it never gets to my family. Does that make sense? So it should never get past me to touch others. Does that make sense? But if I'm focused on Tyler, then it's going to get me, and then as it leaks into me, then I'm going to spew it on everybody else. And that's what I don't want. So God's just been, just really just been just stirring a lot of this in me. Something that Chad said a while back, uh, first time I remember him sharing it one time was at a men's thing, and he was talking about being love, and not, a, not so much loving, but to be love. And what does that mean? So I was thinking, I was thinking about, okay, when, when you have a family member or a work environment and they try to spew their offense or their bad day or whatever on you, what do I do in that moment? So I start praying for peace, right? And the Lord tells us to be peacemakers, so it's like I'm asking for something to come upon me that I should already be being. Does that make sense? So then I'm already behind the scale. Now I'm trying to play catch up. So if I'd have already been be, being who I was supposed to be in Jesus and him alone, then when that thing encounters me, it has to bow to my feet, which is the feet of Jesus. That, am I making any sense this morning? So the beware part is... Be, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is, trying, is roaring like a, like a lion, right, to come in to get you, right? So to beware means I'm in right standing with Jesus. I'm not allowing all the little things to, affect, to impact me in my mind and all these things anymore, that I'm, I'm, be, I'm aware of my surroundings. And I've got to have my mind on things on him so that when something tries to come in and affect my wife or my children, it stops with me. And so it, it is very critically important. But in this, I'll start in, in this Matthew 8, 1. It says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Okay, that part right there kind of stuck out to me in this sense is he wanted to be clean, right? There was a desire of tired of being where he was. But I think God was stirring in me how sometimes I have almost, so this leprosy thing creates a numbness within our senses, is what I was studying. So it takes out, it attacks your hands, attacks your feet, um, it gets inside your nose and it attacks your eyesight. So it takes away all senses to feel. And I thought that was kind of 
crazy. And one of the things was your eyesight, which is your mind. Isn't that what Chad's taught? Is that what he's taught us? We see through. So, so uh, the enemy wants to come in and slowly start infecting us with offenses. He wants to slowly start coming in when, if we're not being aware of our surroundings, right? All of a sudden, we start allowing things to start creeping in. And then through, through that happening, we become numb to our senses. We're not seeing what's going on spiritually. We're not being the feet that are, that are shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Correct? And then our hands, there's, there's things that aren't happening because our eyes have gotten off Jesus. And so I just thought that was really, it is, I just thought that was really neat seeing that. And it wasn't just some skin disorder. You know, that's what I thought forever. I didn't know. And so as God started stirring this in me, it's, it's teaching me how to be aware of certain things. And it's important for each one of us to not allow any, anything to come in in our families. Because that's where a lot of times it starts. It starts at the home. And then when we come to church, then, then we're already offended with somebody away from here. And then when we come here, then we get offended through other things. And, and so what, what God is saying is just stop that. Just stop it. Let's not go there. Simple. Just die at his feet, surrender, and he's the king. I boast in my weakness. He's strong in me. And let's just stay there. When we're the only time we're not is when we get our eyes focused on elevating ourselves, correct? And believe me, I've said yeah a lot of times, and then I and then I go, and then something happens, and then I get offended, and I'm like, oh, where'd my yeah go? You know. So when that happens, what do we do? We stay in repentance. We abide there. We go back at His feet. We repent and say, "You're King." Live through me. And so if I'll just keep letting my flesh die, he'll resurrect himself within me. Because there's power in the surrender. That's where the power of God wants to be. So if we allow God to start bringing the power in our home, then it's going to come in the body. What if there's more than one of us that gets this? What's going to happen? We're going to start having an earth-shattering, quaking experience with the kingdom of God. And because of that, the others around, they won't even have to be in here. They're going to feel the effect. Instead of us feeling the effect of the leprosy, let's feel the effect of the power of God to disrupt the enemy's schemes. In our towns, in our communities, in our counties, in our nation, through one man's obedience just to surrender, to not care what he looks like anymore. So these are just some things. So any there, and then and then verse three says, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So all he's asking for is a willing heart. And when we come to him going, I'm all in. 
Whatever that is, I'm in. The, that encounter, and Jesus says it's done. That's all, he, that's all he's seeking forth in us is the desire and the hunger. Have we lost a hunger in any way in him? And I think it's important that we really examine our hearts in that. I want, you know, a while back I was sharing with y'all about these different men of God. I'm like, where does their passion come from, you know? And, and I was talking to Chad one day about, about that, and he, and he said every, he's talking about the apostle, every great apostle comes from a place of suffering. And so the passion comes from that place of suffering, of laying our lives down, of, of giving it all for him. And so when I've truly understood what suffering brings, that makes you be hungry for more. And that sounds really weird, you know. But when you're talking kingdom talking, it makes, it makes sense. And so I want to embrace, embrace this hunger. Um, if y'all want to go with me to 2 Corinthians 13, 11. So we know in, in 13, the chapter, it's, it's just examining your hearts and what we're talking about this morning. And, um, but in, in verse 11, it says, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. God's ultimate to me, how I'm seeing things right now, is to be in unity, to be in one mind with everybody. When that happens and we're, and we're in one accord, then, then any kind of thing that wants offense or anything that wants to come in can't come against us. As soon as it comes and hits one of the outsiders, they, they say, no, I'm not going there. I lay down my will, my mind, my emotions. And uh, wanted to go to another passage in, is in Luke 17. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is king, huh? <clears throat> so Luke 17, 11 through 19, you know, it's talking about the ten lepers. I just wanted to read this story. <clears throat> so before I read this, I want to share something. Wednesday night, we had our men's get-together thing, and 
And it was probably the neatest Wednesday night, I think, that I've ever experienced so far as we've had these. And it's, we've, we had in the past had been going through the book of John and studying, doing things, but this night was just different. We all sat down and we started sharing our testimonies of how we came to proclaim in Jesus, where we were and how we got where we're at, the redemption, the love, the community that we feel. It was a thankful heart. And each man started giving his testimony. <clears throat> We're just all hanging out on the couch, eating pizza, just thanking Jesus. No agenda. Nothing had to be said. Just thanking him. And as it began to happen, at the end of the night, we started praying. And it came around to Jared. And it was really neat up to this point. But when Jared started praying, he began to be thankful to Jesus, that gratitude, what Zach was talking about for worship. He began to be thankful for the body of Christ in his life. And, guys, when he did, I started hearing, and he got real quiet. And what was neat about that night, we had already been talking about waiting on the Lord and how that's uncomfortable and all that. Well, he just, he just got silenced for a minute. And nobody wanted to pick. And all of a sudden, it felt like this cloud went whoom. And it just was heavy. And none of us wanted to look up, wanted to say anything. And it was just an awesome, a love encounter from the Father just rested. When, when Jared was thankful, it invited the Spirit of God to be with us. He wanted to love on us. And it was just, so before I read this passage, I wanted to share that testimony because it was just so, so neat to me that it's not about what we say. It's that song earlier. It's in the waiting. And it's being thankful. So 1711 says, And it came to pass, as he went to go to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. So this, this story kind of resonated something in me, that he's on the way to the cross, right, at this point. So just having in that mindset just kind of got me earlier. And as he entered into a centurion village, there met him ten men that were leopards, which stood far off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So I'm going to pause for a minute right there and just where God was showing me is he's on the way to the cross to lay his life down, right? And these lepers came crying out for salvation and healing, correct? Am I in a place, that I'm, am I being in such a way with Jesus that I'm on the place to, to lay my life down? Am I going to hear the lepers? Am I going to hear the ones crying out for healing in their life? Or am I going to be so stuck in my head about what I'm doing? I want to be Jesus. That's what I'm trying to get out. I want to be him. 
And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where where are the nine? They're not found that return to give glory to God. Save the stranger. And he said, to, said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made you whole. That just gripped me on the one that came back. <clears throat> one thing, I don't want to be the nine that kept going. Number two, he's just a Samaritan. He's a lowly guy. He's the least, Correct. But he's the one that chose to come back. And not. this is the thing that gets me. Like, everything I know, and I don't understand. I'm a long ways. But I'm just starting to see some things right there. He's coming back, and he throws himself at his feet. He didn't come back squared up to him and say, well, thank you. He come back humbled with a thankful, gratitude heart and fell at his feet. And... And that just, I don't know, I've always had a place in my heart because I've been probably, it is that way. I've been that person that's, that's been the weak. It's like, it's like one day I, I was, came to chat and it's like, I, I'm feeling all this emotion and I'm an emotional man, you know, crying all the time. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be tough. I'm weak. I was talking to him over there at the coffee bar one day, and I said, I'm tired of being weak. I want to be strong. And he said, you're right where you're supposed to be. He said, what does it say in the Word about that? This is to boast in my weakness. And so I've been that, and so God loves. Sometimes we, we, we want to hide that back and, and withhold ourselves back because I've been that person. But when I finally... Just fall down at his feet. That's what he wants. And he, he loves that heart in us. And there's, that's where the power is. The power is in the surrender. And uh, had a lot of different things and angled in this. I'm trying to get share here. Hopefully it's making sense <laughs> to more than just me. Um, something I wrote down here is I said, Lord, let us be a whole to a sick people and not let a thing come in in our house to cause failure for the body. My prayer for me is that I, I'm, a, I'm such a whole person that it doesn't leak through me to my family, to this, to this family. But I'm such a whole person that when it encounters Jesus inside of me, it's healed. If that makes sense. I want to have such an impact in my life because I'm beginning to understand I'm a spiritual being. 
I'm not here for any natural purpose. I turned 40 years old this year. For 38, 39 years, I've lived a life thinking it was for Tyler. It was to try to sustain me. It was try to build. Chad talks about all the time, this American Christian culture of just surviving and being somebody, and it's like, what a lie. I don't want to be baited by this stinking lie anymore. I want to be free. I want to be free of this life, free of the cares of this world, free of everything. And that's how a man like Stephen can look in the eyes of his persecutors and walk right with Jesus. That story has always wrecked me. Like, like this, this guy, like he literally was not looking at the natural. When you're being stoned to death, and truly be seeing Jesus, the lover of your life, and you just walk right with him. That's, that's where I want to be. That's having no hold on anything in this life. <clears throat> that's, that's my desire. So I just feel like this morning I wanted to share some of this and that we can um, ask the Lord in ourselves, in our hearts, where are we at individually, number one? Where is, where is my heart? Not, not what, what I say or what I want people to think about me, but where, really where am I? I don't want to wear a mask anymore. I don't want to put on some front anymore. I want to truly to be that impact for y'all. I want y'all to know, hey, I can depend on Tyler. He's not going to be stuck in his head about himself. He's not going to be focused on all his stuff. He really does care about me. He's really got my back. Like when things when things happen and come against me, he's really there. And then situations in what I do for a living, working on a ranch and stuff, and you're dealing with animals. When you're dealing with a situation, I'll just tell this one story. I was I was we were in a, a ranch rodeo and Y'all don't know, they, they, they milk a cow. So what they do, they go rope this cow. One guy ropes it, the other two have to mug the cow, which means you have to hold it, their head, their tail, and the other guy milks it. This one guy roped it at the end of his rope, which is not a good thing, and then I get down to get a hold of it, and when I did, nobody backed me up. And this, I don't know, 1,200-pound cow flipped over on top of me and broke my AC joint right here. And how bad it felt when I got in the middle of the mess, nobody had me. Does that make sense? I'm trying to make this make sense with what I'm... So I don't want to be that person to you guys. I want you all to know, hey, 
Tyler has got me. And it's the Lord. But it, that's what family is about. That's what, that's what community is about, is we're in this together. And that's, that's why it's important that I examine my heart, that I'm aware of my surroundings, I'm aware of what's going on, and that the power of God can flow through me freely because of my daily walk, because of being. And, and this is something that I wrote. I said, I want to be peace, I want to be love, and I want to be Jesus. And that's, that's my desire for myself. And I just, I just want, felt like I just wanted to share this with you all this morning, that I feel like if we all have, and I believe we all do, but we can examine ourselves to a deeper level. Because so like, like with me, I, I think, I'm good, and then God shows me, oh, man. I'm not. I got exposed again, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, praise the Lord. <laughs> Glorify you, King Jesus. So I want Jesus to be king of my life. I want Jesus to be king of y'all's life. And I want us to have the power and authority to have power in our homes, to power in our families, power in our marriages, and power in our community. And if we have that power, there's no demon from hell that can come against us. Amen? So their encounter with us, they have to bow with the presence of Jesus. As light enters, darkness dissipates. So as we enter a situation, let our light so shine that everything we do, it will has to fall down at the feet of Jesus. Y'all agree? Y'all stand with me this morning. Thank y'all for, for hearing my heart this morning. Thank y'all for loving me. <laughs> and uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate everybody. And, and this morning, let's just all pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. I myself pray that you cleanse my heart. You purify my heart. Show me if there's an area that I've allowed anything to come in that isn't you for you to heal so that I can be whole for my wife, my children, and my family, my community. Father, I thank you for this body of people that are so strong, they're so loving, they're such of one mind that you just bless them this week. Bless them with encounters that they haven't had in a while. And, Lord, I just thank you for our leadership. Thank you for Chad and Sharon as they, as they are finishing their time, as they travel back. Thank you for your protection over them, your angels that encamp around their flights, um, every pilot, every person that is involved. We thank you for your protection. We honor you, and we thank you for the leadership that they provide to hear from you and to grow us into the mighty army that you call us to be. And I ask that you bless them with rest, bless them with peace, joy, and bless the rest of the leadership here. I thank you for the worship team. I thank you for their sacrifices. Thank you, for Father, what they do to bring the presence of the Spirit of God into this place. And I thank you for every person that serves in this community every person that cleans a bathroom, every person that gets up here and prays when nobody knows. 
Father, I ask you to touch them. And we honor you in them. And Father, we thank you through this week. We bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.